17, uh, the Apostle Paul writes this to the church in Rome, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for, for salvation. The word salvation there can get translated saved, healed, delivered, made whole, protected, and provided for. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation, healing, deliverance, made whole, protected, and provided for. For everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. So what makes the gospel so powerful is righteousness is revealed. The message that God is not dealing with you based on your behavior. He has put you into Jesus. You are so one with him now. He delights to treat you as if you were Jesus himself. For it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. So how are we to live? Well, it just doesn't feel true. That's not how the righteous live, by feelings. Well, I felt fear. Well, um, that's an outside influence trying to get you to partner with that demonic spirit of fear. That's not coming from you. You ain't got it in you. You've been made new. The only thing you have in you is Jesus. All this other stuff is a deception from the outside trying to come in. So now the righteous will live by not feelings, not memories, not flashbacks. Romans chapter 5. Well, I got a whole message on this coming in about 15 minutes, so just don't you even... I can't help myself. But God shows, this is Romans 5, 8, beginning in 8. For God shows his love for us, that in while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While you were a hot mess, Jesus is like, I love you at your worst. I'm crazy about you. I'm coming to give my life for you. Okay? What did you do to deserve it? Nothing. It happened before you were born. You ain't got to earn it. Imagine that uh, your great-great-grandfather said, whenever my great-great-grandchild is born, they're going to have this inheritance of $7 billion. It was before you were ever born. You took your first, first breath and you woke up into abundance. What did you do to deserve it? Nothing. All you did were born. What did you do to deserve all these blessings? You were born again. That's it. You didn't do anything else to deserve it. Verse 9. That was only one verse. Since therefore we have been justified by his blood. Justified means God declares you as if you've never sinned. He didn't just forgive you. He's now looking at you as completely innocent. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood. How much more shall we be saved from him from the wrath of God? You will never stand before the throne of God and answer for your sin. Boom. You will never stand before the throne of God and answer for your sin. Ever. Why? You've been justified. You've been declared righteous. And when you begin to believe that, you get saved, healed, delivered, made whole, prospered, and protected. Because that's how you live by faith. Okay, we're getting two sermons today, all right? This is one of them. Really, let's put them both up on the podcast. This is good. Verse 10. For if while we were enemies, 
we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Okay, enemies, he's like, come here, come to the table, love you. How much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved, healed, delivered, protected, provided for, and made whole by his life? Hashtag wowzers. Guys, it's the goodest news you'll ever hear. The gospel has the power to save, heal, deliver, protect, provide for you, and make you whole. All of what's your part, believe and receive. When you try and achieve, you're deceived. Believe and receive. In the words of Captain Picard, make it so. Holy Spirit, make it so in our hearts. You guys want to know how they were saved in the Old Testament? By faith. Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteous. He looked forward to a day when the, when the uh, serpent would crush the, when the, when the Son of Man would come and crush the serpent's head. They looked forward to the cross. Habakkuk 2.4, the just will live by faith. What's the devil come and say? The just shall live by their faithfulness. That's actually in one of the Catholic books of the Bible. I think it's 2 Maccabees 2.52. Works. Lie. How were they saved in the Old Testament? They looked towards the cross, and when they believed the benefits of it, they received all those benefits into their life, and God treated them as if they had never sinned. How do we get saved today? We look back towards that glorious cross. And we say, God... You didn't just die for me. You died as me. I was put into you. I was buried in Christ through baptism. I came up a brand new person, united to you. I ascended, and now I'm sitting next to Jesus on the throne of God at his right hand. When you begin to believe it, you get saved, healed, delivered, protected, prospered, made whole. I mean, are you kidding me? I, I feel depressed. I feel, I feel, I feel. There's a problem. You're listening to those familiar spirits. Oh my gosh, I'm just, I'm just doing my whole sermon. You know what? Bring me the pulpit. We'll do the rest later. Bring me that thing. I'm sorry. Sit down. It's flowing. I can't help it. It's too good to stop. I'm sorry. It's just good news. Hashtag not planned. No, that's it. Yeah, maybe just a water. Thanks, baby. For those of you who are listening to that, baby was my wife. There you go. Did I get your attention now? Good, my iPad went completely on the fritz and nothing is coming up. Oh, I'm serious, it's, it's a black screen. <laughs> I know what I was going to say. Here we go. You know, we just had James Maloney weekend. So I thought I'd do a little follow-up. Does that sound good? A little follow-up here? So uh, 2 Corinthians, it is still on the fritz. I can't believe this. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. I think it's actually going to come up there. 
It's just me and Holy Spirit. That's plenty. Still a box screen. All right, I got it here though too. For though we walk in the flesh, in other words, we got these human bodies, we are not waging war according to the flesh. We don't do it in physical strength, ingenuity, cleverness. You know, you're never going to defeat the devil with cleverness. Do you know as a Christian, you're never called to problem solve things with the devil? Here's these problems. Here's what I need to do. I need to sit down and just give me some time to think. I need to figure this thing out. It's not in there. That's a... That's waging war according to the flesh. That's something you can do in your own human ability. Some of you, the biggest stronghold in your life, picture a stronghold as a filter that doesn't let particles get through. A stronghold in your life is your intellect. Everything has to pass through that and all the God stuff gets weeded out. It's not in the notes because box screen. For the weapons of our warfare are not flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take thought every captive to obey Christ. So what are strongholds? Okay, it's not some demon wrapped around your brain and like, I'm not letting go. He tells you what it is. They're arguments. They're lofty opinions. Anything that's raised against the knowledge of who God really is. And what do we need? We need to take those thoughts as prisoners and make them submit. Stick our foot on their throat and say no. So every time you have a negative thought and you partner with that negative thought, you're empowering that thought and you're taking a brick and you're building a wall in your life that God has to climb over because now this is a stronghold. This is how I'm seeing life. God isn't good. He He's not for you. He doesn't really love you. And so now I begin to build this filter and I begin to filter truth through this stronghold. I hear truth. God loves you. He delights to treat you as if you're Jesus himself. He's not dealing with you based on your performance, but I've got this stronghold in my life. I've got this lens that I see. I've got this filter and it gets filtered through and it goes, no, but that's not true for me. Because I I don't feel it. I, I, I don't feel God's love. Okay, feelings follow correct thinking. I can sit here and be um, absolutely terrified even though nothing's happening to me because my thoughts are creating emotions. Do you want to know how if you're having godly thoughts or not? You guys ready for this? They're going to feel like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, hope. If those aren't your feeling, okay, by the way, those are Galatians 5, 22 and 23. That's called the fruit of the spirit. Fruit is what is the result of whatever you're intimate with. The fruit of your loins, boom. The fruit of the spirit, I've been intimate with him and now this fruit is being produced in my life. Depression, discouragement, panic attacks, fear. Guess what you've been intimate with? A demonic spirit. I've been fellowshipping with another spirit and he ain't holy. I'm just telling you how it is. It's the fruit of your life is whatever you commune with. Okay, here's what you need to understand. When you were saved, that old person died. You do not have a sin nature. Well, then why do I still sin? You have to be deceived into forgetting who you truly are in order for you to sin. So you begin to have these thoughts. I'm feeling lust. I'm having these flashbacks of sex before I was married. I'm feeling greedy. I've got this anger. Guess what? That is not you. 
You have been made new. You only have Jesus on the inside. There is a demonic spirit coming and trying to whisper in your ear and make you think, oh no, that's me. It's still there. And you begin to partner with it. You begin to build a filter. You begin to build a wall that is decaying and attracts death. Satan's called Beelzebub. It's the Lord of the Flies. Flies are attracted to death. And you begin to have this decaying thinking about God, this wrong views about who you are. You begin to partner with these thoughts that feel so true. Why do they feel true? It's a familiar spirit. It's how you used to feel before God. The demons come and they'll try to knock on the door, try to hand you a brick. They'll try to make it feel, oh, it feels real. I begin to partner with it. I begin to build this wall that the enemy can come and hide behind. And now God has to go through that wall unless truth comes and demolishes that stronghold, that wrong pattern of thinking, unless I take captive. The way you destroy the wall is through truth. I'm almost done. This is crazy. I need someone with, um, I, for a, a volunteer for here with um, high threshold for pain. Sean, yeah, come on up here, great. Let's give Sean. I'm gonna read a verse first. How do you guys realize, uh, we're, we're about to have a little contest here and this isn't really a fair fight. Sean has pecs the size of dinner plates. The only way you can tell my pecs from my back is the presence of two nipples, okay? That, that's, it's, it's, not really, it's not really a fair fight. I'm the devil in this situation. Sean is the believer. It ain't a fair fight. So the devil comes, Rawr. I'm evil, I'm yucky. You're bad. God doesn't love you. And I begin to try to put it on you. And what's he doing? He's resisting. Let's give Sean a hand. Let's give Sean a hand for not hurting me. Yes, thank you, God. Protected, provided for, saved, healed. Oh, yes, thank you. Okay, here's what happens. The enemy is going about looking like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He's looking for an opening. He's looking for a crack. And so what does he do? He comes and he begins to put these feelings on you. You're not going to make it. What does the believer do? Oh, man, I'm not going to make it. This is terrible. I don't think I'm going to make it. Okay? He's the father of lies. Lying is his native tongue. So flip it. Hold on. This isn't love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. This isn't giving me hope. This isn't filling me with life. This is the devil. So if he's telling me that I'm not going to make it, I'm going to flip it. He's lying to me. It must mean I'm going to make it. I remember the first time I realized the flip it rule. It was probably, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, and I was on staff at a church, and there was one weird pastor in the church who was like spooky, holy. Like, this, is, this is like kind of back in Pharisee, Pharisee Day Gym. And, um, and, uh, and so he was like the one guy who like walked in the power of God, but he was kind of different. Kind of like all y'all. Okay, he, he was the one guy, it was Phil. And so, um, 
There was this report that came into the church. There was this child that was demon-possessed and was strangling. The spirit would come on him, and they would strangle the brothers and sisters of strangling the neighbors. I mean, you know, uh, that can be a real drag. You know, it can really disrupt the house when that kind of stuff's happening. Apparently, there was like some murder that took place there and some weird ceremony, blah, 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 all sorts of weird stuff. So they call us up, and I'm like, Phil, I'm like, I've, I've never really encountered this kind of thing before. I would, I would love to come along and just learn from it. Because this, this guy walked in the real deal stuff. And so I'd never really seen it before. So we're riding in the car and we're praying. And as we're, as we're going over there, this voice comes and says, if you try and get this kid free, I'm going to come and do the same thing to your kids. So I had this one, it, man, it began to feel real. My heart began to pound. And uh, I said, God, what's going on here? Flip it. He's lying. He's trying to get you to believe it. The only power the enemy has over you is deception. And when you believe a lie, you empower the liar. So this thought hit me, hold on. That's not what God says. God says my kids are protected. I started worshiping like a madman in the car. It feels like, what is going on? I'm like, God, my kids are so protected. There's an impenetrable force around my house. What am I doing? I'm resisting. He's trying to push this way. I'm like, no. God, you're amazing. You've got nothing but good things for my kid. And guess what the devil says it has to do? You ready for this? Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will run in terror from you like a little baby. (laughs) Who can I devour? Uh, Ah, they believe. They see what I see. Here's what James 2 says. It says, oh, you believe in one God? Good. Even the demons believe that and tremble. When a believer sees what the demons see, the devil runs in terror away from you. But Jim, it feels real. You know, I, okay, here's how it's going to come. Flashbacks, memories, guilty feelings for sins you've already committed. Okay, have you ever had a thought and you wish you didn't have it? Okay, that's coming from the outside. That's not you. But the enemy is going to try to get you to think, that's you. You got a dirty mind. You're full of fear. So what are you supposed to do? God, just thank you. That, okay, these nagging thoughts are awesome opportunities for intimacy with Jesus. And it may, those thoughts may not go away in 30 seconds. Here's what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It says, God will never allow you to be tempted beyond what you can, what you can take. He'll always provide a way of escape, okay? The temptation keeps coming. Guess what? It's a greater opportunity for you to just say, God, you're amazing. I am so thankful for the gospel that it's working in my life. I thank you that I'm so one with the Trinity that if I was any more one, I'd become part of the Trinity. It'd be the quaternary or whatever. The... <laughs> Lord, I just thank you that you are for me, that you're not against me. I thank you that I will never experience the wrath of God. This is just out of Romans 5 when I'm quoting you here. God, I just thank you that greater is he who is in me. And you just begin to, Holy Spirit, you're amazing. I am so glad you're my very best friend. I'm so glad that I can hear the voice of the, of the, of the good shepherd. What are you doing? I'm building intimacy. I'm resisting the devil. What is resist? Do the opposite. So he's telling me, you're not going to make it. Here's what believers do. I'm not going to make it. Come pray for me. The devil says I'm not going to make it. In the name of Jesus, I bind the devil's voice over your life. Stop saying that to him. <laughs> not going to make it. Oh, it didn't work. You don't need deliverance. You don't need oil on your forehead. You don't need prayer. You need truth. And no one can renew your mind except you. I love this part, and uh, I love, well, almost all of the Star Wars. Um, 
Some of that plot between Anakin and Padme, and then, you know, that was just silliness in episode two. I was just silly. It's floating apples to her. I'm like, you're a Jedi, man, for God's sakes. Have some respect. Anyway, but other than that, so there's this part in uh, Attack of the Clones, episode two, and Anakin and Obi-Wan, they come in, they're going to fight the evil Sith Lord, Count Dooku, who looks just like James Maloney. Does he not? So remember, um, Anakin comes in arrogant, so he's the, he's the young Jedi, and he comes in, and Count Dooku shoot, shoots the Sith lightning at him, and throws him aside, remember like that? And then uh, he goes to do it to Obi-Wan, and as he shoots the Sith lightning, Obi-Wan holds up his lightsaber and absorbs the Sith lightning and says, I don't think so. Gang, if you ain't reading your Bible, you ain't got a sword. Flipping around, oh, my feelings, it doesn't feel, oh, he said I'm not going to make it. He said God doesn't love me, he says I'm never going to accomplish my destiny. He said that I'm full of lust, he said I'm full of greed, oh, this is me. That old man, that old man keeps crawling off the altar, just like the preacher said. Living sacrifice, keeps crawling off. It's like a preacher joke that's not in the text. The old man is dead. He was buried with Christ, drowned until no more bubbles were coming up. That's the truth. That's why Paul says in Romans 6, he says, don't you know? Don't you know that you've been buried with Christ through baptism? Don't you know that you died to sin? Because you guys aren't living like it. You guys, you need to know that this happened. And then he says, consider yourselves as dead to sin. You need to get a new lens where you begin to look at life through this thing where these feelings come on and you recognize that's not me. But it feels so real. My heart is pounding fast and this and that. I'm going to resist. I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to begin to turn it into a worship service an intimacy with the Holy Spirit that's going to get built up in no other way. And when God says, you know what? That temptation has accomplished its purpose, it leaves. The devil runs and flees. I remember we were at, a, uh, at the zoo and I, I'm kind of fascinated with snakes because they're so yucky. I just, I, I don't like, like, I'm fascinated, like, I, I like to look at them, but they're just like, oh, you know, it's like, it's like when you got that sore in your mouth and you keep putting your tongue in there to make sure it still hurts. <laughs> still hurts, right? That's how it is with me and snakes. It's like, oh gosh, they're so yucky. Like, I don't even like worms. I like only like fishing with worms. I'm like, oh, let's just, I'll use the plastic one. Thank you. <laughs> I remember we were at the, at the thing and there was this, um, there was a snake and it was shedding its skin. And so it kept, it kept rubbing itself on this rock to, uh, to, to shed its skin, okay? Temptations are simply remi- ways of reminding you that you get to put off the old man and put on the new. Those negative motions are simply reminders. There's a better way. Oh yeah, God, I forgot about this. And you begin to declare the truth and you begin to tear down that stronghold over your mind. You begin to see differently. You blow it, you sin, you repent quickly. Boom, the brick, crushed. You're not building up that brick in that wall. Still not working. Reboot? If you could reboot it for me, that would be awesome because I have to do the ordination here and read some stuff. Mary knows the code. Sexy Beast 2010. No, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> she picked it, not me. 
those things that are not as though they were. You have to understand that the calling those things that are not as though they were, you know where we got that from? God. That's how he looks at you. He's like, oh man, I, yeah, Baker, yeah, he, he's, he's growing. You know, yeah, sometimes he's believing lies. Sometimes he's putting up those bricks. Yeah, we'll, we'll send someone to do that. We'll, we'll make sure that those bricks get knocked down. But I see what he's becoming. I see the end in this picture. And so I'm going to begin to treat him like this person. I'm rejoicing him. Why? He's outside of time. He's not there like, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? Okay? All these things about time travel and this and that, I mean, they're getting glimpses of God's outside of this whole thing. Like wormholes and folding time and all that. Like, I don't even understand these movies. I'm like, what happened? Okay. Um, I think they're just getting glimpses. God's just giving word pictures of he's outside of this whole thing. He sees your beginning from your end. He's in, he, and he's in here with us at this very moment too. How's it all work? I don't know. He's God. Okay. If I could figure him out, he wouldn't be God. He'd be too small. Some of you are watching the movie and living the movie. Honey, we shrunk our God. He sees the end from the beginning. So he can call those things that are not as though they were because he sees them. You know what prophecy is? It's calling those things that are not as though they were. It's God giving you a little glimpse of your face in the future. So you can go, oh man. Or you can go, oh, this doesn't feel real. This doesn't end. Or you can say the righteous live by faith. And if this is who God says I am, how did Popeye say it? I am what I am. He would add, and that's all that I am. And I would say that's not true. You're all that he is. Whatever you love most about Jesus is what he's trying to make you into. I mean, I just love the way he goes around and just loves the most unlikely people. Oh, he's, he's doing that to you. That's why you love it. I just really love the way that he goes around and he, he gives away so much money that he has to have a treasurer. Oh, you know why? He, he wants to do that through you. The things that make your heart beat fast, he's not teasing you with a carrot. He's leading you with your desires. Thanks, babe. Mr. Miyagi. I think that's good news. I think it's really good news. It's almost too good to be true. It's the good, glad, merry news that makes a man want to dance and leap and spin for joy. It is scandalous. God is promiscuous with his love. He loves all the wrong kinds of people. The righteous. The gospel is the power of God to save, heal, deliver, prosper, protect, and make whole. For those who believe. Again, this whole thing is about believing. And the next day or two, the enemy's gonna come in and he's going to try to make you feel like a failure. Try to make you feel like you can't do it. And you can go with your friend and try and seek prayer and be in the same situation five minutes later. Or you can use divine weapons to tear down strongholds. Take those thoughts captive and say, no, this is not coming from me. This is not me. Me is now Jesus expanding like a virus on the inside. That's me. So these thoughts aren't from me. So I'm going to resist them. 
I'm going to begin to worship God with the actual truth, which is the opposite of what this is. I think that's all I wanted to say. I probably have something else in here. Cheryl, do you want to do something? Or are we, do you, you feel like you got something or is it not? Or do you feel like it's done? Right. Oh, you got one? Okay. Well, I don't really have anything for right this moment, but I have like a homework assignment for you. Um, it's really good. Everything that Jim was just saying, I feel like this was one great big sozo. <laughs> and so for those of you that don't know what sozo mean, it, it means saved, healed, delivered, made whole. So, protected uh, and provided for. And protected and provided for. <laughs> Father God does that. So anyway, so this week, literally every day, just as a little homework assignment, like every day, like before you go to bed or something, just say, you know, Father God, are there any lies I'm believing about myself? And then ask him, Father God, are there any lies I'm believing about you? Because it's really interesting, like we just had James Maloney in last weekend, and that was an incredible weekend. And I think by Monday, people were like, huh. Enemy came knocking. It's like Jim said, you're not going to answer that door. So a really good way not to answer that door is to say, Father God, am I believing any lies about myself? Because they can creep in (laughs) so many on any given day. So just ask him about that because that's all it takes is for you to believe just a little lie. And there's the brick. There's the stronghold. There's the fortress that's starting starting to be built. So if you do that check, then you're going to eliminate that and you're not going to go there and you're not going to have strongholds. And that's a really good way just to keep the enemy at bay. Just use your words. Just ask him, are there any lies I'm believing about myself? And are there any lies that I'm believing about you? So on the back of your bulletin, I think there's a blank, blank spot. It'd be actually great for you to write those down. And I uh, just put them on your fridge. And just as, as you go through the week, those are just great tools. Father God, is there any lies I'm believing about myself? Are there any lies I'm believing about you? Just one closing uh, word picture is, um, I'd encourage you to try this. Stop talking to the devil. Some Christians, if they spent one-tenth of the time talking to Holy Spirit that they were the devil, there would be such transformation, we might not recognize them the next week. He loves attention. He loves you to stroke him and to speak to him and bind him and do all these things, okay? Um, if someone is like, you know, mouth open, lips not moving, voices coming out, it's probably a demon. You can... Speak to that spirit and tell it to go. Okay? Otherwise, you don't need to be talking to the devil. Amen. Do you remember that game um, uh, when you were little and that was just a stupid game, but you play like the ignore game or like the invisible game? Like, like uh, you know, you're, this person's being ignored. Do you see anything? I don't hear anything. I don't see anything. Okay? What did that do to that person? It drove them absolutely insane. Okay? This is the game we play with the devil. We play ignore the devil and focus on Jesus game. It's called set your mind on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of the Father. For Christ, who is your life. You are hidden with Christ in God. You're in a Jesus sandwich. I'm focusing on that. I'm with Christ in God. My goodness, this is amazing. He says, I'm righteous. (laughs) This is the best deal ever. The Holy Spirit is my best friend. He said he would show me things to come. He said that he would give me wisdom if I would just ask. I'm focusing on things that are lovely and pure and noble. That's my new filter. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, hope, lovely, noble, 
good report. There's my friend. No, this is coming through. No, no, no. That doesn't feel like good report. God, I just thank you for this. And I just began to praise him for the opposite of it. And that's how you live, abiding in his love, focused on his goodness. I'm not trying to figure out these problems in my own human strength. Now, what are we going to do? But God, I thank you that you said if we, uh, if we lacked wisdom, we'd ask you. And so I'm going to wait till we get the answer. Doesn't that sound like a better way to live than by your feelings? And <laughs> Feelings follow correct thinking. Okay, yeah, so, so um, uh, when you get free of something, many times the enemy will come and knock on the door to see if you want him to come back in. To see if you will, the way you want him to come back in is I believe the lie that, oh no, it didn't work. Um, oh no, I, I hear it comes again. So what's your job? Use that as a reminder. You know, okay, let's say you got delivered of, let's just say lust, okay? And then a lustful thought comes back. You can either go, oh no, it's back again. Nothing happened. Or you can say, you know what, God? I forgot that, um, Lord, I used to be like that. But now I'm in Christ. And you have made me to be pure. And you take that thing as a reminder for what he's doing in your life. You begin to worship him. That thing will not come knocking many more times. You do that for three days and you'll be free for years. After, after uh, Satan tempted Jesus, what did it say? It said, he left him so he could come back at a more opportune time. Yes. What's it say? He's going to come back. How do we do it? We resist. I don't, I don't think so. You hold up the sword. You begin to say what God... No, no, you're not just repeating things, saying what God says. I am the righteousness of Christ. I am, I am holy. I am blameless. You're not, it's not some formula. It's from my heart. I am convinced that this is now true. You see what I'm saying? It's not just, the, I'm speaking some phrases and now the devil's afraid of these words, okay? It's from my heart I'm recognizing that I'm living from a different, you can actually build a kingdom stronghold in your life. I like how Bill Johnson says it. He says, you know your mind is renewed when the impossible begins to look logical. What's happened? You got a new lens in your life. Things, things are beginning to look differently. Um, the view from here is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, so yeah, he's going to come knocking, and um, I would encourage you, don't go answer the door. Just, I'm not trying to be silly. Send Jesus to the door. The purpose of temptation is not for you to overcome temptation in your own willpower. The purpose of temptation is to show you who you really are and what you're carrying. Bruce Lee did not know how awesome of a fighter he was until he had a good fight. You don't know how awesome of a Christian you are and how powerful you are until you have something negative and you get to see it resist and run scared from you. Every time you say no, you are building up those willpower muscles in the name of Jesus. You're building up character. You're building up intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Every time a thought comes, it's not him, and you're like, no, I'm not going to focus on that. You begin to focus on God. There's a strength that's being built up, and you're recognizing, oh boy, this thing's real. This thing's real. Okay? It's that shedding of the skin. It's that putting off of the old and putting on the new, and you're recognizing, I'm, I'm being clothed in him. It says, put on the whole armor. You know what the whole armor is? It's who you are in Christ. 
I think I did an eight or a nine part series. I don't have time to repeat it. It's just good news, gang. It's good news. If it's not good news, it's probably not the good news. So filter it out. Resist it. Begin worshiping the opposite of it. And he'll flee from you. And then when he comes back, he finds you submitted to God. You resist him, and he flees. And you come, and your heart's already submitted to God. You blow it, you repent quickly. Oh, God, that was stupid. I, I, man, I'm sorry. Lord, uh, I need your grace. I, I didn't depend on you. Uh, you know, Someone says something, and you got this sarcastic comment, and you know there's that moment, that little split-second thing, ask me how I know. <laughs> there's that split-second when you're like, shouldn't say it, and you're like, blah, 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 blah. Oh, that was so good. You know what, God? I didn't listen. I'm sorry. So, Lord, uh, give me grace to, to listen to that little stop sign and not treat it as a yield sign. <laughs> ah, just, just a suggestion. <laughs> okay, repent quickly. Wait, no bricks are built. No strongholds where the enemy can hide behind. I think I made it clear. Yay, God. Yay, God. Homework this week is, oh my gosh, we're going to get out of here before noon. This is amazing. I'm going to do ordination. I'm going to do it. I'm just, I'm just amazed. The signs and wonders are happening at Zion. We're out in the AM. We will be. Okay. Homework is, uh, man, write down these two questions. And as you're, as you're going through it, Holy Spirit, is there any lies I'm believing about you? Um, my father-in-law had a vision of Jesus. I've told this story before. My father-in-law had a vision of Jesus. And in the vision, uh, he saw Jesus. And as he came to approach him, Jesus pulled away and looked at him disappointed. He carried that for years. And uh, later on, the, the Lord revealed it to him that that was um, a false angel that came and appeared to him. And he believed that lie, and that became a stronghold that he saw. So any message that he heard about God's love and his goodness and all, all that stuff, it was filtered through, yeah, but he's disappointed in me. Okay? What was the truth? It's the truth that sets you free. It's the moment that that truth comes in your life, the Holy Spirit breathes on it, and you're like, ah, you're free at that moment. Our Sozo ministry, it's basically tearing down strongholds and any negative uh, influence of the enemy that's, uh, that's there as a result of it. Well, that's basically all it is, okay? So if, if you need that in your life, man, we'd love to help you. But um, no one can renew your mind for you, okay? All right, Jesus, make it so. <laughs> that's what amen means, so be it. Lord, help us to resist this week. I pray that you'll just drill in each person that the stuff that they've been, these plaguing thoughts, memories, flashbacks, guilty feelings, that they would recognize that is not you, that's a familiar spirit. That's a, something coming from the outside trying to get you to believe it's you. But don't you know, you died to sin. That's not you any longer. My goodness, that is such good news. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Make it so. Make it so, Holy Spirit. Thank you.